Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, July 17th, 527 a.m. Central Time. Higher trade in the grain markets. December corn futures up six and three quarters at 520 and a half. November soybeans up 14 at 1384 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat up 18 and three quarters at 699 and a half. December Kansas City wheat up 11 and a quarter at 844 and three quarters. December spring wheat up seven and a half at 897. We've got, uh, I guess you could call it some breaking news out of the Black Sea here uh, to start off the week. We definitely do. Russia has suspended the Black Sea grain deal. A Kremlin spokesperson said, in fact, the Black Sea agreements cease to be valid today. Unfortunately, the part of these Black Sea agreements concerning Russia has not been implemented so far, so its effect is terminated. Russia said overnight that the decision would have a positive impact on its own domestic grain market and that the deal had brought only harm. Corn and wheat futures rallied on the open last night and trade higher this morning, partially due to the suspension. Okay, so here's the numbers. Um, USDA projects that in the new crop marketing year, Ukraine will account for 9.8%, almost 10% of all global corn exports and 4.9%, almost 5% of all global wheat exports. So that is what kind of hangs in the balance here. Now, Russia suspending the deal does not mean that those numbers go to zero. Ukraine uh, will still have the ability, I believe, to uh, ship some of this stuff out west through Europe via rail. That is a, uh, a system and a deal that's highly inefficient. They can't move the volumes that they'd like to move. So it's not going to go to zero, but it's going to take a lot of uh, grain off of the world market potentially. It's actually it's a bigger deal for corn than it is for wheat, given those percentages that I told you. Now, you got to remember this. This was in the uh, Reuters piece on this here this morning. Um, a Kremlin spokesperson said, as soon as the Russian part of the agreements is fulfilled, the Russian side will return to the implementation of this deal immediately. So this thing could be resolved an hour from now, or it could be uh, suspended indefinitely. We don't really know. We're left with a lot of uncertainty here this morning, but uh, the markets seem to like this. Uh, new crop corn futures gapped higher last night. Um, wheat futures are higher. Soybean futures kind of playing along here. So you're talking about, I mean, in the new crop marketing year, 19 and a half million metric tons of corn out of Ukraine, 10 and a half million metric tons of wheat. Uh, this is the big price driver here this morning, in my opinion, at least. And I think that the market may have been caught just slightly flat-footed on this whole deal. It it really was a um, a boy who cried wolf situation for months and months and months. Russia's going to exit. Russia's going to exit. And they didn't. They extended this thing, I think, two different times. And now they've suspended it. So now the market's reacting. Um, how far can this reaction take us? I don't know. But those are the statistics. That's what the trade is kind of uh, mulling through here this morning. Let's jump to some weather. It is still July. Weekend rains were spotty across the U.S. Corn Belt. Areas of east-central Illinois and northwest Indiana may have seen the best amounts. Parts of Nebraska, Kansas, Texas, the Mid-South, South, and the East, east Coast also saw rainfall. The five-day forecast offers only minimal rain to key U.S. corn and soybean areas. The Euro model offers rain for some areas of the Corn Belt over the next 10 days, but leaves uh, many areas dry. Yeah, so I see the forecast as being a friendly input in regard to the markets this morning. 
It's mid-July. We've got a fairly severe drought situation, and a lot of areas are going to need more rain. And those areas that, that, I mean, everybody could use more rain, I think. But you look at these maps. I mean, look at Iowa. Iowa's going to be uh, largely pretty darn dry here. And even this stuff that comes in later in the in the models, I don't know if that's a guarantee or not. I mean, the next five days is the, is the most reliable stuff. And there's just not a lot here. I mean, southern Illinois, southern Indiana, Kentucky, that's, that's about it. Um, southern Ohio, maybe. But most of the Corn Belt, pretty much dry here. I see this as being kind of a friendly forecast personally, uh, given this widespread drought. So I think that that's probably contributing a little bit to the uh, price strength that we've got here uh, this morning. So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together on Friday? You guys have been told uh, quite a bit as of late that demand sucks, right? Uh, a lot of this, when it comes to exports and our book of uh, export sales for, let's say, new crop corn and soybeans in particular, China has very much been missing in action. Uh, we had some really good charts, some uh, data on China, their purchases, uh, where are they, why are they not buying corn and soybeans for new crop delivery. There was a little bit of chatter last week regarding perhaps some uh, Chinese purchases of U.S. soybeans. We'd love to see that confirmed here this week. And then, as always, guys, Sunday nights in uh, June and July, I do a pre-open weather update. It goes out about 6 p.m. Central Time. Run through. Um, last night, I actually did uh, a bunch of stuff. We talked about the grain deal. We talked about charts. Uh, and then did some weather stuff as well. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, our email goes out every business day about 5 a.m. Central. That thing is jam-packed full of information. Uh, most recent videos included there. And then you get the videos, uh, current day videos out at midday. Go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning, 50 bucks per month. Uh, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info direct from us guys every single business day. Large money managers have increased their net short position in the corn market. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders data on Friday. During the week ending July 11th, the funds were net sellers of 49,000 contracts of corn. They were net sellers of 6,000 contracts of soybeans. And the funds were net buyers of 2,000 contracts of SRW wheat for the week. These numbers were probably not totally different at Friday's close, maybe just slightly different. So if the funds um, are really concerned about this um, Black Sea situation and they're also concerned about the weather, they have shorts to cover in the corn market and in the SRW wheat market. And this net long in the soybean market, 84,000 contracts, that's not a big net long historically. That's like a modest net long historically. So they've got room to buy here uh, if they see fit. And I don't know if this uh, Black Sea deal paired with the weather is enough or not. Uh, this morning, it looks like it is enough, but uh, things change quickly, of course. Brazilian farmers plan to increase soybean acreage to record levels again this year. Well-followed private group Safras Mercado estimates that Brazilian soybean plantings will surpass 45 million hectares or about 111 million acres for the first time ever this fall. Brazilian farmers planted about 107 million acres of soybeans last year. The group forecasts excuse me, the group forecasts that another record crop will be harvested in 2024. Their estimate of 163.2 million metric tons is very close to the USDA's published estimate of 163 million metric tons. The group is also predicting that a record Brazilian corn crop of 137.4 million metric tons will be harvested in 2024. While the acreage predictions are probably close to reality, the size of the crop will largely be a function of the weather. 
111 million acres of soybeans. Uh, that's what we've got to compete with on the export market. The acreage number is is damn near a guarantee. It's the uh, production numbers, of course, that um, are not. This is like USDA, you know, predicting trend line yields in May. They're just working with the idea that weather is going to be normal. They spit out production estimates based on that. But of course, you've got a whole South American weather market that will start trading here in a few months. But the early indications, yeah, a whole bunch of soybean acres and uh, record corn crop also being projected in Brazil uh, for next year. NOPA will release June crush data this morning. Seasonal maintenance and repairs at processing facilities most likely hampered the U.S. soybean crush last month. Processors scheduled downtime in preparation for the 2023 soybean harvest. According to estimates, NOPA members crushed 170.57 million bushels last month. If realized, the June crush would be down 4.1% from May, but up 3.6% compared to June 2022. The estimate implies a daily crush rate of 5.7 million bushels, the slowest daily rate since September of 2022. Overall, given the, uh, even if you see kind of a disappointing number uh, today, overall, the trend in U.S. soybean processing is going to be higher for months and months and months to come, given this crush expansion and also given the lack of export demand. The beans got to go somewhere. Uh, what did the cattle market do last week? So cattle futures had a positive day on Friday. Overall, they had a pretty good week. Uh, feeder cattle futures closed an average of 197 higher on Friday. Live cattle futures followed suit and they closed an average of 202 higher. Cash cattle trade was slow uh, on light to moderate demand in Nebraska and the Western Corn Belt through Friday afternoon. Live prices in the Western Corn Belt were 183 to 186, which was one to $2 higher than the previous week. Although too few to trend, there were a few live sales in Nebraska at 186, which was up about $3 from the previous week. Down in the Southern Plains, there was not enough trade to report on this Friday. We have a monthly USDA uh, cattle on feed report and, and the biannual cattle inventory report. Both will confirm tight supplies are going to stick around here for a while. So that will help uh, keep the cattle markets propped up. Hey guys, August grain options expire Friday. If you've got some positions there, make sure you take a look. And also after the close today, uh, crop progress at 3 p.m. Uh, Central time, we'll be looking at crop ratings very closely. Outside markets are fairly quiet this morning. U.S. dollars off just a little bit. Stock markets off a little bit. Bonds are up. Crude oil is down $1.12 in the August WTI at 74.30. Have a great week, guys. We will talk to you Tuesday morning.